The best part of the hunting season is finally here. We've waited for this all year long. Now let's make it count with some great gear from our partners. First up, Tacticam is our title sponsor, and their point-of-view cameras are my go-to method for filming my hunts. Their new 6.0 camera has added a 1-inch LCD touchscreen that has totally changed the game for me. Its lightweight design, weatherproof housing, and one-touch operation really simplify the self-filming process and make sure that I have high-quality footage to share with my family and friends. My personal favorite for archery season is two 6.0 cameras, one on a stabilizer mount on my bow and one on a bendy clamp mount for an over-the-shoulder angle. And I pair this with a Tacticam remote so I can turn both cameras on with the push of a single button. To learn more or pick up your 6.0 today, head over to Tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. Now as the temps begin to drop, I know I'll be hunting in comfort with my Huntworth camo. Huntworth is making high-quality, technical hunting clothing at a fraction of the price of other brands. This time of year, I'm making sure to layer smart. I start with a set of base layers, either the Casper or the Bangor, which I have found to be very comfortable and moisture-wicking. Next, I'll have on either my Elkins midweight top and bottom or my Saskatoon heavyweight top and bottom. Either way, I'm also going to be bringing my Saskatoon vest. And because the hunting often gets better when the weather turns nasty this time of year, the Winstead rain suit lives in my hickory pack all the time. And I can honestly say that this is the best rain suit that I have ever used. You can learn more or grab your Huntworth gear today at HuntworthGear.com. And finally, the Onyx Hunt app is an absolutely indispensable tool for me this time of year. If I'm not in the action, I'm going to be making a move to go find it. And the Onyx Hunt app helps me identify those terrain features that I want to key in on with their latest aerial imagery additions. The app now has fully functional 3D on both iOS and Android, low-resolution satellite images updated every two weeks with historic look-back, and leaf-off imagery, all in addition to the base maps that you've always had in the app. Get more out of your maps this season and know where you stand with the Onyx Hunt app. Now let's get into this week's show. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. This is your home for all things outdoors in the Badger State. I'm your host, Josh Raley, and I've got... Mr. Pierce Nellis, our co-host on the line. Pierce, how's it going? Going well, man. Our uh, blind optimism kind of kicked us in the nuts, but... I mean... We're hanging in there. (laughs) Did it, though? Um, Not yet, not yet. Yeah, so we are right smack in the middle of our rut hunting, I guess you could say. I don't know, we're not quite in the middle yet. We've got another day or two before the middle, right? Or are we in the middle? Today's the sixth. Dang, is it really? So I guess we are mid, mid, uh, midpoint of your trip. Yeah, man, that's, uh, boy, that's sad. That's sobering. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we thought we'd do a, an episode on, uh, the, on our rut hunting so far. Uh, Pierce, before I go there though, tonight, okay. There was a cornfield that was picked yesterday evening. Like they were out there yep. with lights and everything, finishing this bad boy up. Okay. First day this place has been picked. I know that there's been a lot of hunting pressure in the area, but I also know that that corn was standing until yesterday. Okay. Should I go glass that field this evening? Like, do you think that that's a worthwhile option, or would you just say, I'd "Hey, say just so, dude"? Because that 
that cornfield's huge. Yeah, it's so giant. you know deer were shacking up in there. I, I think that's one hundred percent worth. Uh, <clears throat> especially if you if you know where the deer like to enter and exit that field, which I can know is right now it's kind of tough just because it was standing up until this point. But if you can figure that out or find a a good trail for this evening, man, I think that's that's going to be worthwhile. Okay, because I can sit on the very southern end of the field. Mm-hmm. Not the very southern end, but kind of like midway through it on the southern end in a pocket of brush there and get a pretty good bead yep. and kind of see pretty much the entire field where I think the deer will be coming from. Right. Um, but I know there's been guys hunting like just off the backside of that field, pretty much the entire length of it. Okay, so, gotcha. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I was wondering about cutting my losses and just taking an evening to get some work done or, um, you know, I don't know. Would it be, I don't know, it might be worthwhile to throw, you know, just, uh, you know, hour and a half, two hours sit, right right at last light. You think off so? Of there. I, I'm not one for, I, I think maybe, because especially if that if that's just been picked, I can't imagine that deer aren't going to be funneling out there. There's, there's a corn pile out there somewhere. Um, Right. You know, probably a few of them and you know I, I i'm not one for hunting field edges during the rut by any means but i think if you can find like i said some sort of cover just off the field or you know some sort of transition in there with a heavy trail right. i think does whether they they've still got fawns with them or not i think does are going to be in and out of that pretty heavily and i i can't imagine that Cause there's a good number of bucks out there too. I can't imagine that bucks aren't going to be hot on their tail. Right. And that's, that's kind of what I was thinking was, you know, at least see where deer are entering and exiting the field. And maybe that gives me one mm-hmm. more piece of Intel to kind of say, okay, that's the spot of cover that I need to run and check into as opposed to like just throwing a bunch of sits that way and hoping right. that I, cause I, I know of a couple of bedding areas in there right now. And I know how they're being hunted by others, the ones that are. I know how I've been hunting the ones that I've been hunting. And so I've got pretty good intel on pretty much the whole spot, except for the far, like, well, one of the far boundaries. We won't talk about which one it is. I've got pretty good intel on pretty much the whole place, though. And um, this is kind of the wild card, you know, because usually that's picked by the time November rolls around. So I don't have to you know, worry about figuring out, you know, where the deer are entering or exiting the field. But I will say I've put cameras in there during the rut before, uh, because there are a ton of scrapes that open up along that cornfield edge. Yeah. And I've had daylight bucks in that field. Um, really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just skirting the edges, not all the way oh, out yeah. there. No, 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 no. They're just skirting the edge. But, I, okay. but what gotcha. I've seen them do is pop out into the field and like walk a hundred yards and then pop back into the woods. Or yeah. I watched one actually walk probably 600 yards <laughs> along the field edge, just just going. I believe it. And I'm like, dude, why are you doing that? But I've also seen, <laughs> but I've also seen what's more common is they pop out in the field, they look around, they check, they hit a scrape, and then they're gone. Right. You know. Right. Or I catch them on camera, right. like walking out right there where the scrape is, and they'll you know maybe sniff the scrape a little bit, walk out in the field, look around. And then you can kind of look, it looks like they're turning back around, like they're heading back before the video cuts out on the sure. cell cams or whatever, or the yeah, cell cams. Yeah. So, Are you seeing that, that early rut 
or now is now that we're kind of getting into the uh i don't know i guess some folks would call it the peak rut or were you seeing those scrapes being hit then uh you know around this time last year as well or was it earlier so last year i didn't have any cameras in there the year before that i killed my buck on november 2nd and i hung like four cameras along that field edge on scrapes just to see like is one of these hit more than others is one of them hit earlier than others like what's going on because I was already tagged out. I was like, I'm going to learn for next year, you know, figure out right. what's going on. You know, I'm not one for hunting field edges either, but I'm also not one for walking past easily killable bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that guy. So, um, so I put like four cameras up. And so it was like November five, six, seven, eight, nine on through like gun season. Um, they were getting attention. No kidding. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I don't daylight I, still or were they more nocturnal later? It, it mostly, I mean, it was a lot of daylight, yeah. But really? I mean, it was like last light. I mean, we're talking like okay, sure. You'd shoot that buck with five or ten minutes to go in shooting light, yeah, kind of thing. Yep. Um, I mean, some of them I don't know when they came out in the field or where. Like I just I just got them walking down the edge, so it's like those are the ones that make me wonder. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a consistent spot where a lot of them step out where I could kind of capitalize on that, and then maybe. Um, you know, get in there to where that cover is and set up, you know, let my wind blow back out in the field and catch them, catch them trying to sneak out to it. But, right. Um, you know, now that you're mentioning that, I'm, I'm just picturing the field that's, uh, run, runs along, I guess, the southeast of, um, my folks' property and just how, how often I see deer. Um, it's kind of a similar thing there where it's, you know, a, there's a scrape just over the ridge from where I can actually see it, but I know that it's there just, from, you know, my neighbors and stuff. Right. Um, but then I think there's another one, probably 300 yards or so kind of to the North, I guess, Northeast edge sort of um, where, you know, I'll, I'll see bucks do the same kind of thing. The does will filter out in the morning and then or in the, you know, right before a little bit earlier before uh, last light, and then those bucks will either be right back on the edge or they'll start to just, and usually I see that later in November. I don't see that typically. I'll see them out in the fields typically in the morning. Um, not necessarily hitting the scrapes lately. It's been chasing does, but right. um, a lot of times, even like at midday and kind of into the afternoon, we'll see a buck hit that scrape and then they'll kind of cut through that, that whole edge of the field to get down to the next one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of banking on too, like maybe there's a buck whose MO has been like, all right, it's nighttime. I'm heading out to the cornfield. I'm going to check out what's going on there. And then I'm going to bolt to the next thing. And maybe he's been given the slip to the other hunters, like where they've been hunting him at. And, you know, now we can kind of see the rest of the picture. Um, But who knows? Anyway, Pierce, man, how has your rut hunting been going so far? It is November 6th, right? This is going to launch tomorrow on November 7th. Yep. Bill Winkie's favorite day of the year. Uh, so, um, what's been going on, man? Did you kill one yet? Uh, no, no, no. Why not? Haven't, uh, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Because according to Instagram, everyone else has killed a buck already. (laughs) You know, I've been trying not to uh, pay any attention to that, but I, I did notice that yesterday seemed like a very big day for, uh, for bucks hitting the dirt. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't seen, uh, well, I'm, I've seen, uh, I haven't, haven't gotten a crack at anything yet. 
Um, I had a lot of opportunities at Doe's, a lot of opportunities, at smaller bucks. Um, I started my, uh, I don't know that I'd call it a rutcation, but I started my, my November rut hunting, um, at my folks place and was up on that ridge top. had kind of a goofy wind, but saw a lot of bucks. I think I saw like just shy of 30 deer, maybe, um, that first day. One of them was a really, really nice nine point who I had never seen before on camera or anything like that. But uh, he hung up at like 50 or so and was with a doe and I grunted at him a couple times and he just walked off and beat the hell out of a honeysuckle bush for like 10 minutes and, and left. But um, <laughs> what a pun. other than that, you know, it, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of smaller bucks, a lot of does. I've been on public the last well, today and yesterday, I guess, um, kind of circling back to this bit of public that I scouted back in September and I've just kind of been keeping in the back pocket and haven't really made much of an effort to get out and hit again. And then, uh, realized yesterday that, that was pretty dumb because it is just riddled with buck sign. And there's one buck in there, um, that is just furious, um, and is made some of the gnarliest scrapes and rubs uh, I've seen in quite a while. Um, I'm hoping it's the one that I saw yesterday morning as I was getting set up uh, for for my actual sit after I hiked in, realized I wasn't wearing my saddle, hiked back out, <laughs> and then hiked back in again. Dude, um, I, I was surprised, number one, that you didn't just try to sit on the ground, but then number two, you sent me the picture, and I'm like, oh, that's why. Like, you wouldn't be able to yeah. see anything on the ground in there. Right. Right. Yeah. It was super, super thick. Um, and all through there. And I thought about it, honestly, today, I, I I'm kind of kicking myself for not doing that yesterday because there's, it's a, I'm going to try not to give anything away here, but it, it's a weird property that it's super steep. Um, with what I, I thought was when, when, you know, e-scouting and stuff, I thought it was all prairie and CRP up on top. And then I realized that it's nothing but rows and rows and rows of oak trees. Right. Um, Have they done a timber harvest? Probably a timber harvest in there. Going aha, but um, <laughs> have they done a timber harvest in there? It looks like they it's did. Been. Yeah, they did a while ago. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of a lot of down timber, um, kind of pretty much all around. I guess the edges of all these little drainages, pretty much right. everything up on top. Um, they've done quite a bit of logging there's a lot of stuff still marked i don't know how long ago that was i'm guessing it's probably been over five years uh just because everything in there's pretty dry now and like it's you know kind of grown up around it um but they definitely did uh and so i'm not quite sure what the what the plan is with all the the planting of because i mean they're packed super tight together so i can't imagine that like they're all gonna grow i, I don't know i'm no i'm no arborist but um <laughs> They're thick, and I thought about setting up on the ground kind of over a scrape, just tucking kind of back. It, it would have been tough because I'd have one lane because they're all planted in rows, so I wouldn't be able to rotate and shoot, like, across lane or anything like that. i got to be back probably three or four trees to be, you know, concealed. But then the further back into the timber I get, the narrower that window gets. And right. so um, 
I thought about doing that this morning, and I still might try and do that a little later on. Uh, I'd do it, Maybe man. later in the I week hunt, if I get back out. But. I hunt so often with just, like, one shooting lane. And I know that sounds crazy, and a lot of folks yeah. are like, man, you miss opportunities that way. I'm like, yeah, but when I'm in spots where that's the case, that's when I see a lot of deer. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's when – because, one, you're concealed a lot better. And, two, yeah. that just means you're in, like, some really thick, gnarly stuff. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been trying to get used to that. I've I've been spoiling myself hunting private for a little too long, and so like today and yesterday, I was like, God, I can I could hang in this tree, but like God, I've only got one shot there, and like I could maybe swing around to the uh, you know my weak side, but it'd be kind of a mess and probably end up like you and I'll twist it up and stuff from yesterday. But, um, yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean, the, the scrape that I was on today, it was the same kind of thing. You know, I had I had one window, and it was to that scrape, and maybe five feet on either side of it. But other than that, like that was all I was getting. Right. So. Right. <clears throat> but a couple uh, of deer sightings. Deer. A couple of deer sightings. Yeah. A good yeah, one. That one. Yeah, the one yesterday. I mean, he was a tank. He was an absolute tank. What would you so, guess? Um, I mean, he was probably like high one thirties. Okay, so like public land slammer, absolutely no questions. Asked. Yeah, he was he was really nice. Okay, All yeah, right. really really nice. He, he kind of just like I, I don't think I bumped him just like with the demeanor that he was walking away with. Um, I was getting set up, and then I realized like, yeah, this tree's not going to work. So I climbed down. I was going to work a little bit further down, and as soon as I got to kind of the edge of like the timber. Um, near the top of this drainage and I looked down across kind of the open part there I just saw this white cage kind of turn and you know just flash in the morning sun and I was like oh hold on a sec that's a big deer you you know when they turn their head away from you and you can see the actual like the shape when you see how wide they are oh yeah I snapped the binos up real quick and I mean his g2s and g3s they're kind of tight but like, I mean, he's just a cool looking buck because it goes like straight up and in, like he's super tall. So yeah. I would, uh, I would really like to cross paths with him. Yeah. Very nice. But, Very see. nice. How about you, man? Well, you've been, uh, you've been getting on, you've been having a lot of encounters. Dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more on deer than any year that I've ever hunted. Mm-hmm. Like I am on more. I was trying to count the other day. So I think I've seen, I saw one buck opening day or my first day here, not opening day. One buck, my first day here. I think I saw two the next day, maybe three. Maybe that was the day I saw a third. And then I saw five yesterday, at least. Um, Five bucks yesterday? Yep. Oh, and then I saw one midday. Yeah, I, so I had two yeah. come through yesterday morning. Um, had a really, really good hunt. So I've been keying in off of pressure, like people pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, the place that I hunt is just slammed. And everybody I talk to is like, man, why do you hunt that place? Like, it's it's slammed. It's like, yeah, but there's good deer there, you know? So I've kind of trying to adapt my strategy rather than going and learning somewhere new because this is where I've put in some time. Rather than trying to learn somewhere new when I'm not living here anymore, I'm just learning how to hunt around other hunters and try to key in off of their their pressure. But then also, like, 
what I can learn from folks, you know, talking to them in the parking lot or whatever and figuring out like, okay, where have you been? You know, those are the spots that I'm going to start to mark off. And the strategies worked for me. Um, you know, I've been able to get, uh, get on deer. I've been able to, uh, find decent quality deer too, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I, I saw the very first evening there, I tried to dive way back into a marsh, went like a mile and a half, uh, had like another quarter mile to go, looked up, realized I'm surrounded by water in three directions and it's too deep for my waders. So I'm like, well, crap, I either have to circle back out of here and dude, I texted you like it's, it's well over my head high, right? you know, so I'm just like pushing <laughs> through this stuff. It's the kind of stuff you can't hardly lift your legs in, you know, cause it's yeah. just, it's wet at the bottom and the grass and everything's just getting caught around your boots. And like, you're literally like getting stuck in this junk. Uh, and I'm wearing waders. So it's just miserable, right? Just not a good right. walk. So, um, anyway, turned around, came back, went to another side of the marsh where there's, you know, I was like, this is an observation set, but, and I told you, I think I, I think I told you on the way in, but there's like a little pinch here and mm-hmm. there were some scrapes here last year. So I have a, you know, I have a chance at least like that. I like to hunt observation sets where I at least have a shot and dude, Right at last light, doe comes out. I had moved forward a little bit to try to glass a little bit more of this area and left my pack and everything back behind me, but I had my bow. So I dropped my binoculars when the doe came out to try to get my bow up because uh, she was already 30 yards or less. Yeah. When I set my binoculars down, I just set them down on the grass, and they fell like another foot and a half through the grass and made like a lot uh-huh. of rustling noise. So she immediately snaps her head up and looks at me and – so I'm obviously not able to grab my bow because she's looking my direction. She's already keyed up. It's a really still night. Normally, I would have had my bow up already, whatever. Mm-hmm. She finally kind of walks through, and then she's not real sure about me, but she kind of just bounds off. She doesn't, like, run away scared. But then yeah. after she bounds off and crosses this little, like, ditch or drainage or whatever, she looks back behind her, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, this is why she's acting funky. She looks back behind her. And I get my bow up and I look through my shooting lane here and it's not a very good lane, but at about 25, 30 yards, uh, I see shoulder and vitals step into the lane. Like they're in the lane. Right. Mm-hmm. And I see sticking up over everything, just a little fork. Okay. Just, just two little, two little points. Huh. And, and they're split like this, right? Like they're, yeah. they're split way out. It's not like a, it doesn't look like a, you know, a big buck split or anything like that. They're split late way out. Like a four point would be So I'm like, and kind of mm-hmm. like one of them kind of curved up like this. So I'm like, okay, that's a, a little forky. So I did what any bow hunter sitting on the ground should do. I took a practice draw, settled the pin on the vitals, let back down. It was awesome. The buck clears the lane. He steps out into the open at like 45. And I find out he's a friggin' tank. Like, absolute tank what i saw was a g2 a split g2 that was all gnarly mm-hmm. and a little, had a little curl to it and dude i start kicking myself so i'm like he's following her <clears throat> and starts to kind of go her direction and i'm like where's my grunt tube i don't have it with me it's in my backpack back behind me so i like turn around and scurry up the hill like four or five yards and he turns around at that point he hears me i think he saw me move too and, but he's still with this doe. So he's kind of not too, he's looking at me and then looking back over there. And I'm like, maybe he'll think I'm a buck. So I grunt at him. He turns around and looks, you know, and I snapped a picture. Um, once he was way off, he, he kind of bounded off after that. Cause I think he'd caught me move or whatever, but he was really trying to catch up with the doe. 
Um, but right. I took a picture, and his frame is just stupid. I shared a picture of yeah, the story. Yeah. Like, you can just see the shadow of his frame. And Yeah, dude, he was a slimer. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it depends on how many points he had, obviously. But, like, judging by the mm-hmm. frame, I mean, he had, like, a 150 frame. Like, a 140 plus, yeah. 150 kind of frame. I mean, he was wide. Now, I did notice when he was walking in front of me, his antlers came around. But then they curled back in real close. So they didn't go real far out, like around his nose or anything like that. They were tight. When he yeah. turns to the side, they're they're not very like deep, I guess you would say. Sure, so yeah. that would, I think, impact him a little bit. But dude, a absolute toad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Like, I'm sick to my stomach. But I'm like, it's okay. It's day one, you know. Um, so hunt a couple of other spots, man. I've got little bucks around me. Um, one morning I had a, a good buck come through 11 minutes before shooting light and I'm holding my bow and I'm just like, I'm a law abiding citizen, you know, <laughs> like, like I could <laughs> shoot you right. And the moon was up. Like the moon has been yeah. right overhead early in the morning. So like I can see him clearly and he's right there 15 yards. I'm like, I could just whiz one right through you right now, bud. Um, but I didn't do it because I'm a law abiding citizen. Uh, it was 11 minutes when I when I checked my clock right after he walked through uh, until legal shooting light. And he was a good one. He was a real good one, too. A little bit later that morning, had another good one come through, pushing some does around. Um, you know, so that was fun. Yesterday, no, day before yesterday, midday, I had a buck push a doe through a, or push the does out of a bedding area. So that was that was pretty cool seeing, you know, movement at 1230 middle of the day it's like okay it was worth it you know sitting dark to dark like this is why this is why we do this um kind of thing and i think i had texted you before that and i was like i don't remember exactly what i said um when was that was that that day that i texted you and i was like i'm gonna hang out here all day and then it was like two minutes later or something like that i had that buck come through or something i shared it i shared it on the story uh, saturday yeah yeah so i shared it on the on my story but anyway so that was that was a fun encounter and then, dude, yesterday, uh, made the decision to, to move trees uh, to a spot that I thought was going to help me catch more of the movement because I'd had a buck move through early that morning, and I could hear him walking. I could hear his antlers hitting stuff, right? And so I'm right. like, okay, I'm going to grunt at this guy. So I grunt at him, and he just starts tearing up trees and stuff in the area. I mean, he's, like, making a racket. It sounds like he's literally slamming his rack against stuff, and – I, I couldn't see him, but I'm like, dude, you sound like you're ripping trees out of the ground right now with with all of this racket. But he never came in. He he did that as like a display of dominance and then just kept walking on. And I grunted at him a few more times, tried to snort wheeze, nothing. He wasn't coming back in. Nothing? No, nothing. Dang. So I had two little bucks come through um, right in my shooting lanes, you know, perfect. That guy came through outside of range where I, I couldn't see him, but I could hear him. He was probably, I don't know, 45 yards, 50 yards, but it's real thick in there. And right. then, so that was three bucks. And then yesterday I made a move midday. I get set up at like 2.30, 2.20. Dude, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, I hear, and I look up and there is a hammer coming through the woods. I mean, just stud. Not as big as the one on the first night, but a good deer, right? Yeah. I get drawn back. You saw the tree that I was in. I had to twist around and like put my back against the tree while I'm in the saddle and try to draw back. Mm-hmm. And 
I grunted at him four times to get him to stop in my, in my shooting lane. Like I said, I hunt with like one shooting lane. And uh, yeah. finally the last one, I was like, Meh! I mean, I was yelling at this deer basically. And he stopped and I, I had followed him through my lane, you know, as he trotted through, I almost took a, not a running shot, but like he was trotting, you know, like, like when they're cruising. Yeah. And I almost took the shot, but I was like, don't do it, Josh. Don't take a bad shot. Don't take a bad shot. So I stopped him. And man, when I did, I was in all out panic mode at that point. He stopped and I just mm-hmm. let it go and um, cut a couple hairs off him, actually. So uh, <laughs> literally. literally, literally gave the dude a haircut. Like I got over there and there were hair, there was hair, but it was real short, like real, real <laughs> short. And I'm like, dude, I like, I literally buzzed you, you know? Um, but I checked it, did my due diligence, walked the trail. There was, <clears throat> there was nothing no blood or anything like that. Um, but so I saw him. Okay. I shoot at him. I miss him, whatever. I'm sitting there. I turn around. I'm having a little bit of a pity party and I look over and I see another rack over across the ditch from me. And I didn't catch a good glimpse of it, but I did see a big main beam. Okay. Um, grunted at that, waited for a long time. That deer never came through, grunted at him. He never came through. So I'm wondering if he ran this other deer off. And if he did run this deer off, like how big was he is kind of what I want to know. Um, So that was buck number, I guess that I'd seen, that was bucks number three and four for the day. And I had heard number five. And then right at last light, a buck cruised down the very edge of the water, like far, far away. And I caught one little glimpse of him. All I saw was the tips of antlers. And a tail. So I think he was small because his antlers hit the tips of his antlers. What weren't much higher than like his tail was when I saw his back kind of move through. So maybe he was holding his head in such a way that I just couldn't see his rack, but I had a feeling he was a smaller buck. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, couldn't get to my grunt tube because God knows where I put it underneath all the little Debbie snack cake wrappers that are empty now. And so I, I try to do like a voice grunt and it's just not going to work. Like, why would he come to right. that? That's stupid. So yeah, man, I've had one, two, three. I'll take that one out. One, two, three, three shooters within bow range in daylight. A fourth, if you count the one that was in like, you know, 10 minutes before. Um, right. But yeah, man, three shooters and... I started hunting on the second, so second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, three shooters in five days, dude. My heart can't take much more. Like, <laughs> like my adrenaline is pumping so hard right now. Um, the first day I got here, I just heard a deer walking, and I just got this huge adrenaline dump. And right. Yeah. So it's just like I just can't handle it. Like I, I don't know, man. So, um, I think tonight's my coffee reset, man. I think it is. Yeah, you gonna take it off. It's a coffee reset evening. Like I said, I'm going go, hard at it. I have it's... man, dark to dark. Um, now I've moved midday a couple times, but that's still in my book. That's still an all day sit, man. If I oh, if I yeah. hang in a tree, yeah. my only time down is when I'm walking to the next one. That's a dark to dark sit. Yeah, you know. Um, but I have yeah. had a day like yesterday. Um, no, was it yesterday or the day before? No, day before yesterday, I sat in the same tree all day from yeah. before the sun came up till it came, till it went down um, and only saw deer at 1230 in the afternoon. 
that day. That's tough. That's a long day. (laughs) It's a very long day, but But it's it's those kind of days that make you say like, okay, 1230 in the afternoon, got a deer come through. Like that's, that's why we do the all day sits. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's promising. And then yesterday got a shot at a deer, like two thirty, two forty five. you know, um, a cruising buck. Now yesterday, every buck that I saw was on the move. They were all, they all appeared to be cruising. Like they were moving. Even the one I couldn't see, but I heard he was just moving, you know? So, um, they're on the lookout right now. So I think the next two or three days is really the time to strike. Like the iron's hot right now before they get locked down. But I think, you know, five or six days from now, maybe a whole different story. Just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best point-of-view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. They're on the cutting edge making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that is a total game-changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with the sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions, you know just how frustrating it can be to try to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of mounts and adapters. This fall, I'm going to be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with the 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, Tacticam.com and share your hunt with Tacticam. You mentioned that you're trying to kind of make your plays off of human pressure. Is there anything else you're keying in on right now? Are you are you getting after scrapes? Are you looking for rub lines? Are you just trying to find pinch points? What's the what's the, the strategy been and what's your strategy going into this next week here? Yeah, man, I'll be honest with you. You know, in the past, my strategy has been hot sign because yep. I think that it's over overblown people are like oh scrapes in november aren't any good anymore that's an october game you got to move on and i'm like nope that's not what my trail cameras show me and Mm -hmm. that's not what my hunting experience has showed me now is that buck going to come in and like rip this scrape open no but i've seen bucks this week go stick their head up in the branches and work the licking branch you know i've watched i I got it on film the one buck that i saw i had him on film sitting there working a scrape he could have gone left and followed the does that he pushed out of the bedding which would have given me a chip shot, right? So he just <laughs> skirted through, and I wasn't able to get a shot at him at 25. Um, he could follow the does at 15, slice him, or scare him real bad like I did the other one. Uh, or he could go work a scrape. The does came right underneath me. He cut off to the right and went and worked a scrape. You know. Yeah. So I think we've still got a little bit of time on scrapes. Um, so I, I am – those are important. Like if I see them, I want to shoot them. Okay, I want to be able to shoot to the yeah. scrape, and I'm probably going to set up there, especially if it looks like it's still getting work. But my primary strategy has been people pressure and terrain features slash funnels. That has been the key to to everything. Pinch points, funnels, whatever you want to call them. Um, that's really, really where I'm keying in. And I think that's why I've seen like, I don't know, four or five does the whole time but I've seen a lot of bucks, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen a, a, a disproportionate buck to doe ratio, you know, over the last couple of days. But I think it's just because of the areas that I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm not setting up to see a bunch yeah. of does. I'm not setting up to see a bunch of deer period. I'm setting up to see 
cruising bucks who want to get from this bedding area to this bedding area. And that's probably another piece of my strategy too is, is bedding. Like I am so deep in doe bedding right now. <laughs> you know, I'm, I am on the main travel route or pinch point between doe bedding pretty much everywhere I go. And sure. that means I'm probably getting winded and busted. I'm probably putting a lot of pressure on these spots. Uh, like the one I was in this morning, I'm probably going to give that one a day or two now. I mean, I didn't see a single deer in there today and I've hit it hard from like several different angles. Um, uh, and I know there were a lot of bucks in there yesterday, so I know they all, you know, I, I spooked one for sure. And if the yeah. rest of them came through, they smelled where I walked and all of that stuff. So, um, but yeah. Oh, I forgot. I was sitting a hundred yards from my camera yesterday and having seen all those bucks, I had another buck a hundred yards away from me. That was a good yeah. one. I would have shot him. I don't know how another big he, yeah. he, he was. He's a public land shooter for sure. He may not, he may not get an arrow in your parents' place, but, uh, uh dude, he was, I mean, he looks kind of like this one. Like he was heavy. He was, yeah. He was a heavy buck, but he was only an eight. Um, he was only an yeah. eight and he was a little bit narrow, um, which he may look wider as a, um, as a Euro mount or whatever, like that one behind you. But, um, yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> they look a little wider then, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he would have gotten it, man. And, and he unfortunately was at a, a different terrain feature that I've hunted in the past. He may or may not been at the terrain feature where I shot my buck last year, um, mm -hmm. where I, I probably should have set up yesterday, but, um, you know what? I've had some good. Have you sat there at all this year? No. Oh, but that's, are you saving it or what, what's keeping you out of there? I've been going past just it. following fresh sign. I've been going past it. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So right. that, that specific spot just didn't have the tracks. And that's another thing I'm keying in on big time is tracks. Um, I'm really not as concerned with finding rubs like, and to be honest, I haven't seen many rubs this year. I just haven't. Oh. Um, I haven't seen a ton of scrapes either, but the ones that I have seen, the reason I'm seeing them is because they're the scrapes in doe bedding or just outside mm -hmm. of it. And so, um, that's why I'm, that's why I'm running into those. So, um, yeah, man, it's been a good hunt so far. I missed one. I've had others in range. I should have shot that first evening because dude, drawing back on a forky, like I felt zero pressure. Like my heart right. wasn't super elevated. I mean, if I would have just said, you know what? I want to shoot this deer and just taking that calm, clean shot, dude, I would have walked up on a toad. And thought yeah. to myself, man, I thought I shot a forky and here we are, you know, <laughs> I should have lived by that okayest hunter adage of never pass. And I passed right. and it bit me, man. Um, like I could, I was in utter disbelief, like literally panic whenever. How many he, times have you, uh, have you pictured that buck walking away since that happened? Dude, I've literally dreamed about it. Like, <laughs> I've had dreams of that moment. I've replayed it in my head of like. What would have happened if I would have just said, you know what, a forky, I'm out of state. A forky's good enough this year and shot mm -hmm. and walked up on, you know, a monster. Like how cool would right. that have been? But uh, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say that uh, you've been paying a lot more attention to tracks this year. I've been doing the same thing, man. Honestly, since I listened to that episode back in was early fall or late summer or something. The one that you did with uh, Jacob Sklenner. Um Yeah, he killed dude, in Ohio, like, by just the way. Just the way he's in where? In Ohio. Ohio. He killed a toad in yeah. Ohio. Yeah, yesterday, like last night, wasn't it? A couple days ago. Yeah, that was, a, that was a sweet buck, too, yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, like, ever since, like, you know, that episode you guys did uh, 
you know, a couple months ago, I've been like just keying in on it and like trying to like really figure out, okay, what direction are they going? Like, how are they using it? And just like really analyzing tracks better than, you know, is this even like, is a deer that I want in this area? And it helped me so much just trying to figure out, like, I'm not going to give this any time right now because right. Like the sign, the sign that I'm after is not in here. It's, or if it is, it's old, it's not fresh. Like, right. but you know, I was telling you, it, it, circling back to what you said there about um, hunting hot scrapes and stuff like that too. And how, you know, Oh, in November, they're no good or anything like that. Like, no dude, I was telling you that uh, yesterday, that big scrape that I found on public, man, like I like walked up on that thing and had fresh tracks in it and stuff like that. And, you know, they're, um, you know, tearing up the ground a little bit there and, uh, you know, I took a leak in it and then I kept on walking and set up probably 110, 120 yards, uh, kind of like down this drainage from it. And then didn't see anything and decided, well, I'm only going to sit a half day. I'm going to get down. Um, but I want to figure out if I can find a tree that I can hunt that scrape over. Cause you know, before I was just in a hurry and so I went back to it and in, in that scrape, it was like, I mean, I peed in it like three hours before I went back to it. I went back to it. The ground is like freshly wet, you know, freshly muddy mm. pretty much. And there's a twig, you know, about a foot long, like that was like hanging off of that, that branch that had been ripped off and was laying down in there. That wasn't there when I was oh. like, when I, when I was there to pee in it. And so I was like, what the hell? Like dude, something's got, in here, man. And like, were. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So that was, that was a bummer, but whatever was in there, man. I mean, he's, I mean, that was where I, I sent you that picture of that one rub that was, I mean, big, big. Right. Right. Um, what was that? Like, a, today, like I, a 10 inch tree? Oh yeah. Maybe. I mean, might even been like 12 or 13, dude. It was God, big, that's so like huge. big. Oh, no, man. it didn't have like, it didn't have gouges like where, you know, brows would be ripping into it. It was just kind of like just the surface of the bark was, um, you know, kind of rubbed off of it, but it wasn't like, it wasn't shredded. You know what I mean? So, you know what happened? Um, that means he probably stuck his big wide frame around it and hooked it. You know what I yeah, mean? That's yeah. the hope. Oh, that's right. the hope. So Man. I don't know. But then today I go back in there, dude. And, uh, you know, like I said, I sat, I, I sat a different spot, um, earlier this morning, just with a different wind. And then it shifted and was blowing, uh, straight blowing to the east. Um, so I would have screwed up my first spot, but for the first spot kind of on the, like literally on the opposite side of this finger, it was kind of perfect for me. Um, didn't see anything, but, uh, when I went around to that scrape, dude, there was like fresh droppings in there. Like mm. it was like the ground was wet and everything. And like, dude, the thing reeked. Like I got downwind of that scrape and like it stung. Dude, you and need, so you need to get on that scrape. I know. You need I know. I'm gonna give it. I'm, I'm gonna get back in there on Thursday. I think. Okay. Um, don't give it too long, that, dude. What's today? Is today Monday? Today's Monday, dude. I don't know if yeah, you can I wait till Thursday. Do you have to? I gotta work the next two days. Yeah, oh. I'm working the next two days. Unless I can, I might be able to get in there in the evening uh, tomorrow and Wednesday after work. I don't it's know, not man. Too you, far from work. You so. look pretty sick. Like you're, li <laughs> you're looking a little pale. Are you feeling all right? Yeah. You got a fever? <laughs> got rut fever? I do have a a little bit of fever, yep. But man. I don't know, man. So I, I I went in there today and like I said, I, I scouted out um 
you know, a, a tree over that scrape that I'm thinking I'll be able to get into um, for an evening sit, hopefully tomorrow or maybe the day after. Um, I, I think that might be my best shot at it, if not, uh, you know, Thursday morning. But it's just like we were talking before we started recording, like the access getting in there is tough because it's really, really, really freaking steep. And I'm trying not to give away too much info on this property, but right. like, the back side of this thing is super steep. And so getting in there from below is not really an option. Right. So it's just kind of a matter of figuring out, okay, do I want to just try and like rush in there like super early and get set up and then hopefully beat them back, back to bed. But if I end up bumping them or I don't beat them back to bed, like the odds of me seeing anything in that spot are pretty slim at that point. So, right. I don't really know. Dude, I think <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that one out. I don't know, man. I think if you get in there on that scrape, I, I think I think you're probably good no matter what. Like and that's kind of yeah. been my thought process around these doe bedding areas too, man, because it's public land. Like there's just not people are like, Oh, you gotta make sure you're walking in there super quiet. You know, I hear a lot of public land hunters who are very big on like, you know, man, I take the last two hundred yards and it takes me two hours to cover that last two hundred yards. And I'm like, dude, I ain't got that th- I ain't got that kind of time. Like, who's got that kind of time? I need to be in the tree. First of all, second of all, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter how slow I walk when I'm walking through waist deep briars. It doesn't matter. Right. Like I can walk as slow as I want to. That just draws my noise out for another two hours <laughs> instead right. of just, exactly. instead of like, now I don't try to go be reckless, but part of mm-hmm. me is like, dude, just get to the tree, especially in the morning. Just get yep. to your tree. In the afternoon, you can see a little bit better. You got some wind cover. Okay. You can work with a little bit, but dude, in a, on a still morning, like just get to the tree, beat the deer back, you know, let the woods quiet down. Like that's why you get there early is so that you've got some buffer time for things to, you know, get quiet and hopefully they're not in the thing already. So I don't know that's just that those guys kill bigger deer than I do and more deer than I do. So I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to poop on their strategy, but it's like, dude, good luck. Like go, go walk through a marsh. Like I was walking through the other day, slowly. Go ahead. Like, yeah, have fun. Yeah, it'll, no, take you, it'll take no, you six hours to get across it. it. Yeah, it'll take you six hours to get across. Uh, and you'll never you'll never do it quietly. You'll still end up making too much noise. Right. Like, and that, that's the thing too, when you can get in there early under at least the cover of darkness, yeah, you're making a bunch of noise, but it's also, I mean, November, right? And so there, oh, I mean, yeah. there's bucks, bucks and deer, and who knows yeah. what else crashing through the brush and crashing through the trees right now. Yeah. Um well, I feel like you so, get away with know. so much more in the dark too, you know? Oh like yeah. You, you get yeah. away with I mean, so I, much more. Are you a headlamp guy? Oh yeah. I've asked you this before. Oh yeah. yeah? You right, just leave it on. You right, blow right ready. in there. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's a disco when I walk in there, dude. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big. Now, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a disco. On that still. I, I, I do have it pointed down when I'm walking. Um, yeah. but man, if I'm looking for a tree, like I go into a lot of places and I don't have a tree picked out. I've never been there before. Right. And it's pitch black dark. It's in the morning. I got to find a tree to climb. So yeah, I'll, I'll shine it up in the trees. I'm not, I'm not too concerned mm-hmm. about it. Um, what I have noticed like the other day, I w- it was, um, early, early in the morning, I'd crossed some water, got up into here. And I think I texted you and I was like, dude, I, I might need to sit on the ground until gray light yeah. because I can't tell what's in here. Um, I ended up, you know, shining all up in the trees and everything else, trying to figure out where is this going to be. And I'm right outside of bedding, dude. So I'm mm-hmm. climbing, got my light shining all over the place and I hear something and there's a deer up in the bedding, 
you know, 50 yards, 60 yards from me. I can hear them. They're walking around, milling about. So I just flip it over to the red just because. And they continue doing their betting thing, and I continue setting up my saddle and platform. Mm -hmm. And I I really don't think they care too much about a light, especially at a distance. Yeah. You know, if it's not super close. But, man, I'm curious to hear what's been your overall strategy. Like, you've branched out this year to public. Is this more than you've hunted public in the past? Like, it feels like this is, Mm -hmm. like, most of all for, for you since I've known you. I mean, productively, yes. Yeah, um, right, right. I would, yeah, right. I, I would go out, you know, in, in years past and stuff and not really have a clue what I was doing and just be like, oh, here's a, you know, thick trail and all that. But I mean, I've, right. uh, I, I think over the last, like, year and a half, two years or so, um, I, I've put a lot of effort into, like, improving just overall woodsmanship and, like, just getting better at reading sign and, uh, you know, figuring out, like, what are the productive spots going to be before I get in there. Um, so I know, okay, this is kind of what I'm looking at. And I mean, big thanks to Onyx, our sponsor for the 3d feature. Cause that's clutch. <laughs> but, right. um, so I've been using that a ton, um, and just kind of having a, an idea of what I'm looking at. Um, and so I, I highly recommend folks do that if you're not already, but, um, yeah, just kind of going in and just being like, okay, well I can see, you know, I mean, every, <laughs> what's everybody talk about, right? Okay. There's, you know, you want to focus on saddles and you want to focus on, you know, find your bedding and stuff uh, on these, you know, fingers and ridges and stuff like that. And, you know, if you're, if you're in hill country and all that, and so it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do that, but then try and figure out like, okay, I'm going to assume that everyone else is doing that too. So I'm going to set up slightly like i'm not i'm not gonna set up in that feature but i'm gonna set up somewhere near it that i find deer sign that's fresh and um you know something that's going to draw me to a particular area so i can hopefully get something on its way to that feature rather than being okay here's a saddle here's a pinch point here's whatever i'm going to sit right here right um right so that's kind of been my my strategy this year um I'd, i'd focused on some some islands and stuff earlier this year and it's I just didn't quite find the sign that I was really after. I mean, there's a lot of deer on there. Um, I mean, there's a lot of deer sign and stuff, but just, you know, access at that point is kind of brutal for me. Um, right. In my opinion, I don't know. I like the hills a little bit more. The islands were cool, but I just never quite had the, had the return on investment that I was hoping for, for scouting it and trying to hunt in there right. you know, that late in the season though. I, I'm, we're going to make a big effort to do a lot of like postseason scouting this year. So I can really have these spots figured out yeah. and then go in guns blaze next year. I think that's a pretty um, good idea, especially on those islands, man, because I I'm really drawn to that kind of stuff. I mean, I love mm-hmm. hunting like the more wetland kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it can be tough. Like, you know, I don't know this year too. And, and so I don't know if this is going on with you as well. But dude, the the sign is just trash. Like there just aren't a lot of scrapes. There aren't a lot of rubs. Like I'm walking past a ton of trees that I'm like, mm-hmm. you should be scraped up. Like you should yeah. have scrapes all underneath you. You know. Um, now I did find one that I wasn't aware, but I'd set up right on it. There was this big, I don't know if it's like a like buckthorn or what it is, but it's got all these overhanging branches all the way around it, and it was like this a couple of years ago as well. But literally one entire side of the tree 
is scraped. So it's like a half moon scrape really? all around one side of the tree and all the, all the branches are kind of nibbled on. So, um, huh. I did, I only saw one buck in there, uh, a buck and a doe. Then I saw a doe at last light. Um, so I thought the spot would be a little bit hotter, but then I also heard, uh, I'm in the same areas as, as last year. I was in the same areas yeah. last year when I heard Mr. Uh, grunt tube flute player. And <laughs> he was back in there, dude. He was back in there with, I mean, he was getting after it, you know? Uh, and the closer it got to dark, the more often he grunted. I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta knock it off, man. And then, <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. <clears throat> And then he did um, not kill last year, correct? I'm pretty sure he's never killed. Um, okay. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but then when he got down, it sounded like he was throwing a barrel out of the tree. Um, and so long story short, I go to, or I'm out of the woods now. Game warden pulls in. Hey, how you doing? He said, yeah, there's another guy hunting back in there. Said he was hunting back in there. Uh, and I said, yeah, I bet he had a climber, didn't he? He looked at me, which climbers are not very common here on this specific mm-hmm. spot because you can't really climb many things with it. Uh, he was like, yeah, he did. How'd you know? I said, because it sounded like he was throwing a barrel out of the tree when he climbed down. Like it was just ching, <laughs> ching, ching, you know, but um, anyway. Uh, speaking of the game warden. Uh, yeah, man, I was going to say, I was going to say, speaking of the game warden, crazy story. Uh, yeah. It's a good way to close it out, I do believe. What do you think? Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, let, let's. I want to. I want to talk about this, and then I want to talk about what the strategy is going into into this final. Yeah. Yeah. So we're hunting, and I'm on the ground, and I've got this little spot matted down in front of me where the buck that I had seen a few days earlier, I'm like, he's going to walk past this just like he did the other day at five yards, and I'm going to zip him from the ground. It's going to be awesome. I ended up with another buck that walked right past me. He was a two year old. I tried to shoot him, but I couldn't. Um, he was a small eight you know, 90 inches, 95 inches, something like that. It would have been awesome because it was from the ground. I would have been disappointed probably had I filled my tag with him anyway. Maybe, I don't know. It may have just been the accomplishment, right? I I don't know. Anyway, uh, not to say you shouldn't shoot 90 or 95 inch deer. Like, please go do that if that's, if that's your thing. But it was, it was early in the trip and um, that's not really what I was, what I was hoping for um, just for where I'm at. But um, as Eric Clark said, uh, if it gets your pee hot, Go for it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, like if that's your, th- like, and who knows, dude, we may get to the end of the trip and I may see a, a little basket rack six on the last day. And I might be like, yep, you're the one, you're the one mm-hmm. this year. Like, thank you for, thank you for this, because this is, this is it. Thank you. Um, so anyway, so we're sitting there, I'm sitting there on the ground and somebody texts me and says, Hey man, I just saw three guys walk in here with guns and one just climbed a tree. So sure enough, I look over in the marsh and about 350, 400 yards away, I see blaze orange up in a tree. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, wait a second. That doesn't look right. So I'm like, hey, what kind of guns are those? He says, I can't tell. My buddy says, I can't tell. So I'm like, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to text the local game warden and say, hey, um, you know, there's some guys out here. Activity looks suspicious to me. And he was like, all right, I'll, I'll come by and check it out. You know, I'm working. Um, just got done pheasant hunting out here, which is like, cool. All right. You're already here. Um, and so he's like, I'll be waiting in the parking lot. Like, okay, cool. So I sit there for a little while and waiting for them. He's like, let me know if they rattle or if they grunt or, you know, anything like that, trying to deer, like if they're obviously deer hunting, then you need to let me know. Like, all right, I can do that. Then all of a sudden I hear like a shot go off and I know the difference between the sound of a rifle and a shotgun, right? Like there's a lot of pheasant hunters out here. 
and I hear two rifle shots, like high power rifle, like just echo through the through the, mm-hmm. the marsh, right? And I'm like, okay, that was good enough for me. So I'm texting the guy. <laughs> I text the game warden. I'm like, hey, dude, just heard two shots from what sounded like a high power rifle. But as he told me later on, like these tips that come into them are so rarely uh, actionable. Like they so rarely turn right. into anything. It's not a big deal. You know, they, they, they almost never actually get somebody. It's somebody doing something law abiding and it just looked weird to somebody else. And so they called it in. So I was like, right. Hey man, I, I'm really not trying to do that. But like, dude, he, they just shot a high powered rifle from what I can tell. He's like, all right, you know, we'll, I'll see him when they get to the parking lot. Dude in the marsh climbs down out of the tree. And then we just hear hacking, like sounding like a uh, machete hitting bones. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, they either are coming out with one less friend or they're coming out with, with a deer. Like one of the, one of the two things is happening. Three guys walked in. Either we're going to see two guys walk out or we're going to see all three guys walk out with a deer. Okay. And uh, next thing you know, my buddy texts me and he's like, they're coming back this way. Um, they don't have any headlights on and they just dipped off into the corn. Right. Cause the corn was still standing, no headlights, mm-hmm. nothing. And all they had was backpacks. Like, okay, this is getting interesting. So he goes, try to, tries to walk out. He ends up walking past me. He leaves his headlamp on too because they've obviously very likely done something illegal back in here. So he's mm-hmm. got his headlamp off too because he's like, I don't want to interact with these guys. Like, and this is, there's only one way out to get back to his truck. So he's like, right. I don't, I don't want to mess with these guys. I don't want to be around them. Um, but he comes across them on the trail. They're sitting there in the pitch black dark and he walks up on them in the pitch black dark. And like super sketchy. They're all sitting there with guns on the ground next to him mm-hmm. and, and these backpacks. And I'm like, Oh dude, he's like, he called me on the phone right after that. He's like, dude, my heart is racing. I just walked right by him. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just trying to get out of here at this point. Right. I'm like, he didn't chat with him or anything. No, he just no, blew no, no. Past. yeah. And, and dude, that's in my mind, it's like, that's the move. Like that's the move yeah. you gotta make, yeah. you know, like get past him, get beyond him. So anyway, he gets back to the parking lot. The guys are just sitting there in the trail and they wait for a long, they wait for like an hour before they come out. I think they're probably probably trying to see, like, make sure, okay, everybody's cleared out of the parking lot. Then they come walking out and to their surprise, (laughs) they see the lights of a game warden and a county sheriff and um, they drop their bags and their guns and run up into the woods. They were part <laughs> while their car is there, correct? Their car is there. Their car is in the parking lot. They run All up right. into the woods. Uh, game warden and sheriff go in. They grab the bags. They grab the guns. Eventually, they the guys come out of the woods and they end up, um, I guess, getting a having a a, a buck in their backpack, and they had mm-hmm. left the head uh, about two miles back on this piece. Um, Hmm. so they had gone way, way in there when they shot that buck, um, a two mile walk from the, from the parking lot. Right. Uh, nice eight point, probably 135 inch eight, 100, maybe pushing 148. I mean, it's a good, good deer, you know, the kind that you don't want to see poachers take, but, uh, DNR got the, uh, got their guns. DNR got the buck and these guys are going to get a whole pile of tickets. Um, because of what they did. So, um, if you're listening to this and you are a poacher, uh, let me tell you, you're scum. Uh, please don't listen to my show anymore. Um, and stop stealing natural resources. 
because it's not cool. Don't do it. So, um, anyway, I felt weird, man, because, you know, my thought was like, I'm going to text the game warden and they're going to get in trouble for, you know, just trying to feed their, like, like that was my first thought was like, what if this is a family just trying to like put Mm -hmm. food on the table? And if that was the case, like I, I would, I would never, man, if my family was hungry and we needed food, you think I'd care about what season it was? Like I'm doing whatever I need to do to get food on the table. But the dude goes in there and shoots a big buck with, you know, with right. a high powered rifle. It's like, eh, you were, you were in there for the sport. You weren't in there for, yeah. you know, yeah. um, intentionally leaving the head. Like, so how did that work? Did they basically tell the warden or the sheriff? Yeah. We left the head back in here. This is where it happened. Like, like they make them take them back to the site and all that stuff. Or? Yeah. They had left the head. I think, I think it, it kind of turned out they were going to try to go back later for the head. Sure. Um, yeah. And hope they could hope they could find it later. But um, anyway, they're not gonna they're not gonna be doing that. So um, nope. yeah, man. So that was a wild evening, and <clears throat> I th- I'll be honest with you. The main reason I called was because I'm sitting on the ground in the marsh, and the guy mm-hmm. is like gonna be shooting my direction, right? You know, and that's not cool because I don't have blaze orange on because it's not you know gun season. Right. And so, right. you know, it was, a, it became a safety issue very, very quickly. Well, and then all the while I, you're, you're setting up so that a deer can walk between the two of you. So what happens when he right. takes a crack at that deer? And, that's right. Or, that know. was my thought because I was on the edge of the marsh essentially. And I'm thinking, yeah. okay, a deer's going to come. I know where the deer is going to come from. Cause I did that yesterday. Deer's going to come from there and I'm going to be on the opposite side of that deer from this guy. Mm-hmm. And about the time he can see him will be about the time that he's dead even that the deer will be dead even with me. Right. Um, luckily, by the time that deer walked through, uh, he had already climbed down because, to, I guess, to go help his buddy chop up the, the poaching victim. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, man. It was a, it was an interesting sit. Um, interesting hunt. And I'm glad glad that justice was, was served with that. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a great success story. Yeah, dude, it was, it I'm was glad awesome. they got them. I would have been really disappointed if they were to just, yeah, no, warden didn't see anything. And yeah, that yeah. was that. Well, there were eyes like on that. the ground, man. There was me and this other guy. We're like all working together, right. talking to the warden. We're like, we're trying mm-hmm. to get this figured out because, um, you know, primarily it was a safety issue, but secondarily, like, that's just not a, that's not a cool thing to do, man. Um, these natural right, resources exactly. are there You guys are out everybody. there busting your tail. Right. Yeah. Right. And you you're busting your tail trying to fill your tag on a you know, on your on your trip to to go and do that, right? Right. I mean having somebody come in and high hole you with a rifle. Like Yeah, that's not that's cool. not cool. No. And so, hey, gun season yeah. rolls around, man. Do it. Like go for it, dude. I bet yeah. I bet so many deer die in this specific area. Cause if you've got a rifle, <laughs> dude, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough uh on the deer. Yeah, you can cover some ground with that. Right, right. But <clears> anyway, uh Well and it's also what like I mean, that right there, another good example to be a good steward of public land and get to be buddies with other people who are, you know, at least just stay in, t- in contact with or communicate right. with other hunters in the area. You right. know what I mean? Right. Because, like, had you not, you know, been able to communicate with um, the other guy who saw all that stuff going on, then, you know, you're kind of on your own. And it's, I mean, one, that guy tipped you off and gave you a heads up of like, hey, just so you know, like, I saw three guys doing this. Right. Um, so I mean, I mean, safety standpoint, you know, 
hunting standpoint you guys can communicate us where you're going what you're seeing and all that stuff i mean just yeah absolutely that's a good point so i've gotten good stewards i've gotten the phone numbers of three different guys while i'm here and Mm -hmm. you know we're not we're not we're texting saying hey here's what we've seen or whatever and we're not you know necessarily giving out like specifics of like the best spots that we're finding but like we're saying hey man i'm gonna park here and i'm gonna walk this direction you know, so we can, yeah. we can stay out of each other's way. Uh, now we're not claiming it. It's still first one in is going to get, you mm-hmm. know, get in the spot or whatever. Um, but we are trying to work together. Like me and one of the guys probably going to talk tonight and try to coordinate and say, okay, what are you seeing? What am I seeing? Let's put this together. How do we, how do we both walk out of here with a deer? You know, how can right. we, how can we both play off of each other and play off of what other people are doing and, and both walk out of here with a deer and, uh, yeah, from a safety standpoint, especially, you know, it's nice when you're on an out of state trip to have somebody that you can call if you need to, and they're they're there instead of you know Pierce, you're a couple hours away, right? Yep. Or my wife, she's 15 hours away. Um, it's nice to have somebody who's out there on the ground with you, um, especially when you get in a sketchy situation like him walking past those guys the other day. He called me as soon as he walked yeah. past them. You know, it's like that's perfect. Like you got you have somebody there on the ground. Now, it would have taken me a long time to get to him, but I'm mm-hmm. out there. You know, at least right. You knew where he was at at least you right. know the ground and all that right. so you can I say mm-hmm. hey i'm here i'm on this trail or whatever right exactly exactly if this call drops i want you to get over here <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and so yeah folks get to know folks in the parking lot man talk to them a little bit coordinate a little mm-hmm. bit um there's enough deer out there for all of us there's, there's enough deer to go around deer hard enough to kill with a bow when we don't have people out there that we're working with so um yeah not saying you got to tell people where your honey holes are but you know, like today, it actually worked out really well. He's like, hey, where are you at? Um, and I'm like, well, I'm I'm kind of over here. Um, and he was like, oh, cool. Um, I'm thinking of coming in scouting this area. And that was an opportunity for me to say, hey, yeah, uh, totally fine. I'm not there. Or, hey, not cool. Please don't, don't come in here. Like, don't go scout that area. Right. I'm in here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, it worked out. Worked out well. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, man, Absolutely. strategy, strategy moving forward. Uh, for me, I'm just going to keep on keeping on, man. I'm going to do what I've been doing. I've been seeing bucks. Today's the only day that I haven't seen a buck and mm-hmm. I'm not hunting the evening. I may, it's four o'clock right now. I don't know if I'm going to make it in time. It's like an hour of legal left. So I don't know if I can make it over that hill in time to. Yeah, dude, daylight savings is brutal. Yeah, it's awful. So I, I may try to sprint up there. I mean, even if I can just catch the last 20 minutes of, mm-hmm. of shooting light, like that might be worth something, but uh, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I am going to keep doing a little bit of scouting. We've got some north winds coming, which opens up another part of the of the parcel that we haven't really been diving into. And so that's going to open up some new and fresh opportunities for me to do a little bit of scouting. I was going to do earlier in the week, but that got derailed when I started seeing deer. You know, I, was, I, I didn't want to yeah. leave the bucks that I had and that I knew uh, where kind of where they were hanging out. I didn't want to leave those bucks to try to go find other bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make my play at those deer first. I've made my play at those deer. Now I'm going to give those deer a couple of days of rest maybe um, and try to go do some scouting in some other locations. But um, yeah, that's it. What about you, man? Strategy moving forward besides working? Um, I think I'm still going to be following that hot sign. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. That buck on public really got me jacked up. Yeah. Um, and so I'm. I'm. I'm enjoying that a lot i'm gonna start kind of putting my my chips towards that i think um just because it's it, uh, there's hot sign there um i'm getting on deer 
every time I'm going in there. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I feel more confident in that than I do going back. I kind of, I don't think I totally burned out, uh, um, you know, the private, you know, my folks place. Uh, but you know, I just haven't been seeing anything over there really. Like right. camera's been pretty dry. Um, usually late November is not necessarily the, or mid, I say late November, it's November 6th. <laughs> <laughs> it feels um, long already. Right. It, you know, I, I don't know. I'll probably throw a couple more sets at that if the wind cooperates, but I, I'm going right. to rest that because I hit that hard. Um, I mean, I just wanted to volume hunt it that first right. few days of November and right. just see if that big guy would come by. Well, but I think your camera showed you that was the right call. Yeah. Like yeah, that was the right definitely. call for sure. You didn't kill him, but you didn't make the wrong move either. Right. Right. Exactly. And I figured especially that, that first few days of November when everything's starting to kind of take off there, like he was bound to show up. I, I, I thought, and he still might, I mean, you know, it's, it's still, you know, the single digits of November. And so we're, you know, our, our odds are, are pretty good here. Like you said, it's, you know, tomorrow's Bill Winky's favorite day. And, you know, the days on either side of that aren't too bad. So right. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm just going to follow the hot sign. Um, keep trying to figure out this. I, I'm, I'm kicking myself for not doing more due diligence on this public uh, you know, earlier in the year, but um, for, kind of trying to figure it out on the fly and pre feeling pretty good. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think yeah. that's my, my strat. I don't know if you can call that a strategy. It's more just what I'm doing, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's great, man. Follow that hot sign until it dries up, especially stick with the tracks, dude. Even if the, even if yeah. the scrapes now they, you know, scrapes will be used a little bit less. It doesn't mean they're not a good spot to hunt. They're there because deer move through there. Like it's still a right. good spot just because the scrape isn't hot anymore doesn't mean that like, Oh, this terrain feature isn't good anymore. Like it's just, right. They're just not hitting the scrape as often. And I bet you see exactly. they'll, they'll hit that licking branch still, or they'll come in and yeah, sniff the exactly. scrape still. They may not work it up, you know, on the ground. Uh, but then about the time, about the time gun season rolls around, I think you'll start seeing those scrapes get hit again. So yeah, there's, I agree. you know, there's still some, yeah. there's still some time and some, to, to make a play on that so Pierce man thanks for your time thanks for coming on the show good luck over the next week and uh, hopefully yeah, man, next time we talk both of us have a buck on the ground that's the plan man we'll make it happen that's all for this week's episode as always thank you so much for tuning in if you dig this show be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you get your podcasts while you're at it if you could leave me a five star review I would very much appreciate that you can also follow along with my outdoor adventures on Instagram at the Wisconsin Sportsman or at how to hunt deer that's also the best way to get a hold of me suggest topics guests or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show big thanks to our partners Tacticam Huntworth and Onyx Please go support the brands that support this show. And if you're looking for more great outdoor content, check out the sportsmansempire.com where you'll find my other podcast, the How to Hunt Deer podcast, as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts. And until next time, make sure you make the time to get outside and enjoy the incredible natural resources that are ours as Wisconsin sportsmen.